Man, we are live here in the studio KZSM, and this is Revolving Door on the uh, 15th of May uh, 2022, and we are really excited. We have got Troy Stone here in the studio, and I know this has been a lot of people have been asking about this show. You got you got a good following out there, oh, and cool. uh, they were, uh, uh, we'll tell a story here in a minute on, on that, but uh uh, glad to have you here in the studio with us, and uh, special thanks to Mary, local bands playing in the Hill Country, uh, and you can go uh, to her Facebook site and see what the uh, uh, what's upcoming for gigs for Troy and uh, where he's going to be playing at. But uh, tell you what, let's just get started off with a song sure. today, and then we'll then we'll talk a little bit. But uh, I just got this feeling I'm just going to roll with the song today. Alright, cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I caught you. I'm sorry. That's no, alright. <laughs> Don't worry. Now, I'm I'm the kind that uh, even if you'd let me know, I'd still would have had to take a minute to think about what I was gonna play, even if I'd decided before. <laughs>
with the orange was that like prison yeah yeah that uh, that ref that that beginning line's a reference to uh um it's like a rough inner city neighborhood where you uh um yeah it's like a if you're in prison and there's a funeral they'll take you there yeah wearing your jumpsuit yeah so, and, and uh, i, I kind of caught that i just wanted to, to and i i like that okay yeah. it's uh, you know <laughs> no i you know when People have different lyrics and different takes on things. Oh, sure. Okay, and it's the image, the imagery that mm. you that you do with your storytelling. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's something you do very well. Okay. I just, thank you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I'm you know I'm kind of a, I've kind of you know, um, I kind of come from a, a rhetoric English background in some ways too. So I also kind of subscribe to the idea that you know, a message is developed between the sender and the receiver. So people are welcome to interpret yeah. my songs, you know, it's, that doesn't mean that they're wrong, you know, however they. And just uh, to clarify there, the rhetoric, uh, we were talking right before the show mm-hmm. that uh, you had a full scholarship uh, oh, yeah. for a speech and debate. Yeah, no, yeah. I did a speech and debate um, back in college and um, was really successful with that. And, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we we brought we talked about that because uh, during the school year now, I, I part time do some um, work with some um, work with a debate program and um, participate in the activity in some ways. Well, know. and that is the reason I said that's really cool is that uh, C.J. Odom over here at the uh, high school here in oh, uh, yeah. San Marcos uh, it was uh, instrumental in driving a very good uh, debate program for a good many years. Mm. And my son was part of that. And uh, he still says that is one of the most influential things from high school for him. Absolutely. You know, that I he mean, uses in his business all the time. Yeah, I think it has a lot of uh, a lot of benefits. Um, you know, it's all switch sides, so it teaches you, it forces you to look at both sides of things, and that's an important thing that's kind of becoming a lost art. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it is, isn't it? You know, it, yeah. it, it's the you know, no, it's not one side or the other. You do have, and in your right, is yeah. that you are taught uh, in speech to in the debate to be able to argue either side and you have to be able to know how to argue either side right uh, yeah i mean it forces it forces you to have um a kind of um i mean this is a non-traditional use of the word but a correct one of like some empathy in some ways toward the uh, opponent because you're forced to kind of put yourself in the shoes of you know you have to look yeah. at what the other person is going to say and things like that so that kind of thing is important and also just the um it, you know forces a predilection toward syllogistic logic um and you know as a tool toward your understanding of the world which i mean um i don't know 
it's good in a lot of ways, but at the same time, though, you know, uh, the world can be a pretty depressing place when you, <laughs> when, when the re when the reality when the when the reality of it is very, uh, you know, when you have the tools to the discover the harsh realities of it in some ways, especially for young minds. And so there is that aspect of it. Uh, you know, it was kind of funny. I was talking to um, uh, one of the coaches and said something about uh, it's, it's kind of weird being in two worlds, you know, uh, playing in rowdy honky-tonks and then going and judging at a uh, high school debate tournament <laughs> or something. And he was like, well, as you know, those worlds are separated by a few short years sometimes. <laughs> well, and how did you end up getting – to that playing in the honky tonk in the in the few short years. Um. Well, I um, I uh, I was always interested in music. My my um stepdad. Uh, well, he's my, I call him my dad, but um, he taught me uh, to play guitar when I was maybe um whenever he came into my life. So I mean, I was maybe around ten or eleven. Cool. And. Uh, and it was kind of, it's kind of funny, right? Like, uh, I went down, I played at La Zona Rosa when I was 13. Oh, um, neat. And, uh, but I don't know, but I got really into debate and stuff and academics. And it was kind of funny, like the conversations at my house were kind of uh, backwards than you would usually expect, you know, with, my dad was saying like, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're doing all this great music stuff. Why are you going to throw it away for academics? <laughs> You know? Yeah, that's it's not the conversation you usually have around the dinner table. Right. No, I mean, no, I mean, that, I mean that's an exaggeration. You know, he was definitely supportive of right of my uh, academic work as well. But anyway, it's something that was always uh, really interesting to me, and I kind of got back into it honestly because of um, uh, I was writing a speech for the debate program. One of the classes, there was like, hey, there's like giving this scholarship out, a small one. If anyone wants some extra money, you got to write a speech about a Texas Ranger, just pick a Texas yeah. Ranger. So anyway, I, um, I wasn't raised on country music at all or anything. I was playing rock and roll. And so, but, um, when I, uh, but you know, I, I used to go, I grew up in Buda. And so we used to go to over to Driftwood at Camp Ben McCulloch. So mm. I picked Ben McCulloch. I was going to write a speech about him. In yeah. my research, I stumbled upon, um, Ben McCulloch, the song by Steve Earle. Yeah. Delved into Steve Earle's work from that. I went to Towns Van Zandt. And then it was just over, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, then I just that was this is just what I was going to do. That's interesting so, how they you you got into that was the rabbit hole you went down, right? Um, you know, and I found out, and I started. I wrote a couple songs, and then I you know heard about Cheatham Street Warehouse Songwriters Night, and so I went down there, and ended up ended up being there every Wednesday for years, and uh, you know, and just kind of fell in love with the process of songwriting and. Um, I won't say I haven't looked back a few times, but I mean, um, just because I mean everyone does, you know, at yeah. certain, some point. But I mean, uh, I mean, this is what I do still to this day, um, more than anything else. So it's definitely an undying passion of mine. Yeah, the money's not there. Well, I mean, you know, you 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 can make a living. You, you know? make a living. Um, I mean, I do all right, but um, you know, I'm definitely not you know, making the money I might have if I would have continued on the debate track and gone to law school. And, but I, you know, I'd like to think I'm more fulfilled as a person than I would be working 80 hours a week, pushing papers across the desk and <laughs> doing that, uh, commute up to Austin or wherever you have to go. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's in San Antonio, wherever you, you know, that's a killer right there. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, you get to go out and, you know, travel at night, but, uh, <laughs> who knows where I would have been too. Um, 
I don't know. I ended up going to Texas State for a debate, but I also got offers for um, from Michigan State and Gonzaga and um, UGA uh, in yeah. Georgia. And, wow. Um, you know, but I've, I can't imagine that I would have ever picked up a guitar again if I'd have... Gone somewhere else. Yeah. It just happened to be, you yeah. know, sticking around here. Maybe in Georgia, but I'd be playing a whole different kind of country music if I was... <laughs> it is, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, this is... You know, Austin, San Marcos, San Marcos in itself is just is its own little unique place, mm-hmm. you know, with the and, uh, you know, going down and uh, getting yourself uh, oh, in the forge of uh, uh, Cheatham Street Warehouse, you know, yeah. and, and, and sharpening your, your sword, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely, and um, working with Kent and everything. So, what's your what's your story on Kent? I always ask everybody, you know, that you know what they remember on Kent and one of the stories. Um, I mean, Kent will always be a hero of mine. Um, I mean, he was uh, he's a big reason why I continue to do this and fell deeper into it um, from my you know my first just you know going and scoping checking things out. So. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just remember when I started out, I wasn't, um, you know, I was pretty new and I hadn't played and sung in a while. So, uh, I don't know, I just wasn't, uh, wasn't real good, but he was always fairly encouraging. And, um, and then he became really encouraging as he saw growth. Um, I played a song called Christmas Eve in the Middle East I wrote about uh, guys being away during holidays, you know. Right. And also, you know, just... Uh, Lots of different things with revolving all that kind of thing, but anyway, that was the first song I remember playing. That he was just like, he was just like, you know, he wasn't just watching, he was kind of leaning forward and he was into it, huh? On here, you know, and uh, you caught him, that was really cool, yeah, yeah, but uh, but he was always really supportive and um, encouraging, and um, I don't know. Well, let's go on ahead and take a quick station ID break, and sure. we'll come on back, and uh, we'll play some more music, and we'll get some more stories here from uh, Troy Stone. is here on Revolving Door in KZSM, and uh, glad to have him in here today. And yeah. uh, so we'll be right back with you in just a minute. We at KZSM are grateful for the support and acceptance we have received from our community and beyond. Our staff and volunteers, who are your friends, neighbors, and co-workers, strive to bring you original, locally produced programming that is relevant and reflects the diversity and color that makes us San Marcos. We understand that these are difficult financial times for everyone. Asking for donations to support community radio at this time seems like a lot. However, there are still ways you can help. Because the pandemic has forced many folks to quarantine at home, Shopping online has become one way to avoid contact with others and to maintain social distancing. With this in mind, KZSM is now a partner with the Amazon Smile Foundation. You can now do your shopping online and donate to a good cause at the same time. The Amazon Smile Foundation will donate a portion of the purchase price from your eligible Amazon Smile purchases. If you already have the Amazon Shopping app, simply go to the settings for that app on your device and activate Amazon Smile. Then, select San Marcos, Texas Community Radio Association from the list of charitable organizations listed there. Or, go to smile.amazon.com on your web browser. 
Remember to add a bookmark to the page to make it even easier when you need to return and start shopping again. When using the app, always check for the Amazon Smile logo to ensure that it's been activated. We thank you for supporting KZSM and thank you also for allowing us to serve you as your true community radio station in San Marcos, Texas. Possibilities are all around us. We see potential in unexpected places. And when we share our knowledge, vision, and connections, we turn great ideas into action. Together, we can make real change happen. We're Rotary. We are people of action. Get involved today at rotary.org action. Hi, this is Steve Chelmsford reminding everyone to catch my show, The Mop Tops and the King, featuring an hour of the greatest two artists in the history of rock and roll, Elvis and the Beatles. Every Monday evening at 9 p.m. right here on KZSM, San Marcos Community Radio. Hey, Steve, what are you doing Thursday? Talking about the third Thursday of the month? Yes, but when I've got that, what's going on in the alley? Kissing Alley? The Kissing Alley concert from KZSM.org. Oh, that's the third Thursday that's coming up. Who's playing this? Band called Selfless Lovers. Oh, that's who we're listening to right now, yes? Song called 35 Days. 35 Days, which is more than we have to wait to go see them Thursday. Thursday, the Kissing Alley? That's Thursday, the 19th of May. Yes. Starting at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Open all free, open to the public. And back with it Thursday. We've got Kissing Alley. Come on out and uh, check it out. Uh, we'll be uh, there at 7 o'clock, a little bit later uh, due to the heat uh, of summer. We're going 7 to 9. Come on out. Kissing Alley is right behind the studio here on uh, right across from the courthouse. And uh, uh, you can uh, get there couple different ways but uh come on out and check it out it's always fun we've got good bands and the sound is just cool it's just it's a it's a neat live spot yeah. it really is so um we got uh, troy stone here with us today and uh we got uh, coming up uh on the 22nd that's next week we've got julie nolan on the oh, uh, julie. yeah and then 29th we got tex porter and then uh, on the 5th, I've got calling in from Colorado, Robert Lindsay Nathan, and he's got a new one coming out. Oh, and, cool. You know, he, he was here in Canyon Lake. He's still got his stuff here in Canyon Lake, but he's just, he's ended up in Trinidad, Colorado. And yeah. uh, he's building a studio out there. And it's kind of fun because that's where my dad was born. I, I know. Oh, that, wow. Yeah. So, you know, he, he'll send me pictures of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I've been there. I know that, you know. And, that's specific, too. That's not like, you know, oh, my dad's from Denver and he was there. You know, yeah, Trinidad. no. That's, yeah, this that's, is a little town. And, yeah. you know, there's some, you know, some cool stuff that my dad took me, you know, years ago down. That's really you cool. You know, and see that. And then um, – We've got uh, coming up on Mary is working on June. We're going to go back to two hours in June. We're going to go for the uh, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock. And then following is going to be Hispanic Stories, which is going to be, uh, Kathy will tell you today so I don't butcher it, but uh, it is uh, past, present, and future in Espanol. Okay, and uh, we're we're talking stories. And uh, today coming up, uh, if you stick around with us uh, at the 6 o'clock hour, uh, we've got the uh, updates from the uh, 
uh, Menudo Cookoff, and uh, then we've got uh, uh, Leanne Calderon uh, is a boxer. And uh, we're going to talk to her uh, here. Uh, oh, cool. She's thirty uh, in her thirties, and uh, talking about her. Uh, and she's from San Marcos. Um, and then uh, coming up on July third, Ghost Feather Jacques uh, Guidre is going to be here. So uh, we'll. Uh, Mary is working to get me some more folks, and uh, we'll have that filled up. I know she does. She fills it up pretty quick. So. Uh, Good haircut too, by the way. I, I I failed to mention that. I kept seeing seeing that over there. Michael James is coming June the nineteenth. June the nineteenth, Michael James. See, I got to write that one All down the way. now. Well, I'll send it to you. Okay. All okay. Well, hey, you know we've got uh, last person we had from Wimberley last week. Uh, Sam was uh, really good. Uh, uh, I was uh, glad to have uh, him here. Um, for Mother's Day. So, you know, the funny thing, here's a, here's a story for you. I said uh, uh, earlier today on uh, Veterans Hour with uh, um, Diesel D and uh, 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 Steady Steve, Steve Jones. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was saying, yeah, Troy, when I had my back uh, mm. messed up, he gave me a couple of rides. He's a real good guy. Yeah, and, no, Steve's good people. Um, yeah, I was really happy to be able to do that at that time. He was, uh, he was in kind of in a bad way and couldn't drive out to his appointments. And I was like, uh, you know, I was playing full time and I was like, well, I mean, I'm not doing anything during the day, you know, and I got this giant van you can lay down in the back of, so yeah, why not? There you, you go. <laughs> the va- giant vans are good. I- <laughs> yeah. They're good. And they're good until you get to kind of get in a parking garage. Other than that, they're. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, see for me, I- I had my panel van burn up last year, so I'm now down to the minivan. But uh, ah, that's all right. That's what I, I use. That's um, all right, too, yeah. So your music, um, where, do you, where do you see you going with uh, your music here right now? Um, I mean, I know that's a hard, you know, crystal ball to look into. I've got, I've got like... I've got like 35 songs right now that I need to record, um, which is a whole lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, my plan right now is um, me and um, my lead guitar player Michael Zink. Um, he's got a little. We were kind of building a studio in his uh, in the upstairs of his house, and uh, you know, and between me and him, we play everything. He plays everything, and I play um, several instruments as well. And so I think that he and I are going to record. Um, we're going to record a, we'd like to record a record where we maybe have 10 full, full instrumentation tracks. And then I want to record another, um, 14 acoustic tracks and put that out as a, uh, I want to call it like a suitcase volume one or something. And it'd be 24 tracks, you know, like a suitcase of beer, (laughs) but, uh, that's just a tentative idea, um, right now, but I'm, I'm pretty set on definitely getting as much recorded as soon as possible as I can. Um, and I mean, I'll still have lots of songs left over for, you know, another for project after ones. that as yeah. well. So, but, well, now you, you said you had some of your new stuff that you wanted to play today, right? Yeah. Um, that last one was one of them. And, um, yeah, I've got a, yeah, I've got a good number of them. Some of them are more appropriate for radio than others. And, <laughs> Some of them are uh, 
and uh, some of them I like more than other ones, but um, yeah, uh, here's one that's um, done well so far at the shows. Um, this one's about um, this is a song about alcoholism, which is something I've uh, struggled with a lot at various times. But um, this is called um, this is called Monster. Whisked away by the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I like that. Uh, it's December, you know, and it's like, I don't know whether I want to remember or forget. Right, right. You know, it's like uh, all this stuff. And that is, you know, any addiction. Oh, 100%. You know, it's yeah. it, it's just that, that time you lose and, 
you know, it's uh, it's that control, you know. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's exactly right. So, um, I want to go back. There was, uh, you mentioned about your uh, stepdad. Mm-hmm. You know, came into your life at 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, sounded like that was really something good that changed you. Yeah, um, uh, I was born to a single mom, never met my, um, my father, but, um, uh, my dad, I I just call him dad, but uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, been a big part of my life since then, and, um, you know, um, I don't know, a lot of the friends I had, uh, grew up with, um, before that, you know, most a lot of them are, you know, dead or in jail. So I feel like, uh, in a large way, I'm um, blessed to not be there myself. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that's due to, uh, you know, being a have given the gift of having a two parent home and um, and living in a uh, you know in a having opportunities that I wouldn't have had otherwise. You know, my uh, situation, I had a uh, stepmom came into my life uh, at uh, nine years old. And oh, yeah. so, uh, you know, I, I, I got that. And that's why I was saying it's that, uh, uh, you know, that was a, uh, a changer for me, you know, in a lot of ways mm-hmm. uh, with the, the discipline, the uh, structure, the, the, you know, all of those things. And really, you know, for most people, to take on a nine and ten year old child, yeah. you know, it's everybody looks at you like, "Are you crazy?" You know, it's in a lot of ways. It definitely takes some uh, some integrity and a good heart to uh, to do that. You know, um, you know, to give up part of your day every day to uh, somebody that you don't have to. So yeah. Well, and tears out to your dad and your mom. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, uh, and um, let's see, where else was I going to go here with some some questions for you? Um, so here in San Marcos, you know, what's the difference that you're seeing, you know, that you, because you play here, you play all over. You're going to be playing in College Station. You're going to be playing, you know, coming up. We'll, we'll list those. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what do you see as the difference in the music, in the culture and everything? Oh, in Central Texas versus other places? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, um, I've lived in Central Texas my entire life, and um, I've always felt blessed to to, um, to have lived around here my entire life. And um, particularly once I started traveling, uh, you start going, man, I really do live in the best place. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, like some of these other places, you know, are just, boy. <laughs> but uh, um, of course, you know I may have some uh, you know proximity bias there in some ways, but I do think there's a real you know energy around here that you don't find other places. Um, you know, and I, I attributed a lot of it to the uh, I don't know the culture that's developed has has been one um, that's been um, conducive to artistic expression and artistry and uh you know i think a lot i think a lot of that may have to do with the uh, just the environmental aesthetic of the area as well it's so um it's so beautiful around here 
um, it's hard not to be inspired towards some sort of creative end. And um, so, I, I mean, I think that may be part of it. Um, and uh, because of that, you get um, you get a lot of unique artistic growth as well. You know, um, I mean, I'm not disparaging anything from anywhere else, but it does seem like some other places sometimes uh, there's a whole lot of uh, very similar means of expression um, that don't necessarily find a lot of... It's not as diverse, in other sure, words. Sure, sure. Yeah, and we, uh, you've got uh, um, this homogeneous thing. You know, I hear this a lot about with Nashville. You oh, know, sure. when people go over and do Nashville, that they, they want the same sound and they want that, right. uh, you know, all the same. I got a friend out there. He said that even East Nashville is like that now. And I was like, oh, man, East Nashville was the last yeah, <laughs> the last holdout, man. Uh, so that's unfortunate for sure. Um, I'll tell him to come back here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and another thing, too, is, I mean, I mean, I've thought about Nashville and everything, but, I mean, the songwriting game isn't the same as it was in the 90s or anything out there, from what I understand. I mean, um you know, now you go and work for, you go work for a label directly and, um, you know, and you don't, and, um, you know, your songs belong to the label. You get, you sign your rights away to your songs, you know, you don't necessarily, right. um, it's and not the same as, you know, maybe when George Strait was cutting stuff from people that he knew, you know. And uh, people would make the money off that, right, uh, off the right. rights. I mean, not a lot, but, you know, you had, uh, long term, you, you had income. You know, right. and uh, you had a stream of income. And like, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm with the record label. Like, I don't mind, like, you know, taking points off of the masters, you know, and letting a label that you know is funded and produced and stuff have, you know, partial ownership of the masters of a particular work, but not the songs themselves. You know, yeah. like, I should those should that should still you know be belong to me entirely. Like. Uh, the, that particular interpretation and arrangement and recording of that song can can be a, can be a shared shared property with a with a record label, but I don't like the idea of signing my songs. You know, my songs not. Well, you work hard for it. You know, there's a certain sense of ownership. I mean, I mean you yeah, know, there's some sentiment. There's you know, there's I don't know if there's much more sentimental to an individual than a piece of piece of their art. Yeah, piece of their music, yeah. and uh, so. Hey, let's take a quick station ID break. We'll come right on back. You are listening to Troy Stone on Revolving Door here from the KZSM studio, San Marcos, Texas. And uh, this is the 15th of May, uh, 2022. Glad to have you along with us. And we'll be right back. Order in the court. In the distant year of 2021, mankind has traveled to the far reaches of outer space. This vast galaxy is full of life forms of every shape and size, and there is one common need that unites them all. Not food, not water, in space, Everybody needs a lawyer. But who can rise to the challenge? Who has the guts to defend the denizens of our universe? 
I'll tell you who. Lance Vibrato, astronaut attorney. Tune in every Sunday at 9 p.m. to hear the cosmic courtroom comedy that befalls Lance Vibrato, astronaut attorney. Only on KZSM.org. Get your San Marcos sports news with On The Record Sports. Join hosts Drew King, Deshaun Hartley, and Jude McLaren every Thursday at 5 p.m. right here on KZSM.org. On the Record Sports is presented by the San Marcos Daily Record. Every Sunday afternoon from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. here on KZSM.org, Roots and Branches takes you down the highways, byways, side streets and back alleys of music. Join me, Tony Wilson, your hosting guide on this weekly journey through the wonderful world of music from Texas and beyond. All you have to do is log on and listen. It's just that easy. Hi, I'm Sid, and welcome to Sid's Place, the best place to hear your favorite oldies. Coming to you on Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. Central Time on kzsm.org. That's Sid's Place, Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. Central Time. Yeah, we were talking about the the last song about the addiction, and it's true, is that the, uh, when... It's sometimes it's not as much about the substance, but it's about your um, uh, who you're doing it with. And, and you know, the uh, you know, it's it's the psychological and the way that uh, all the chemicals in the brain fire right. off, you know, when you are with others and it's part of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, got uh, Troy Stone here with us. And uh, real quick, uh, let's. Uh, Hey, thanks for all the folks listening out there. And, uh, yeah, we, we do have some folks over there in uh, uh, College Station, Brian, um, up in Austin. we got folks all over the place. So uh, uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. we got some folks up in Kansas. So uh, thanks for tuning in today, folks. Um, so let's go in. I was just pulling this up. So, Troy, you've got, uh, we were talking about, this is the new one that you just added in. So, Thursday the 19th, Americana Showcase with Mary Charlotte Young, uh, who's been on the show before. And uh, this is at the 101 in Bryan, Texas at 7 o'clock. And uh, so, you can go and uh, check them out there. And then uh, you've got Saturday the 21st, Angel's Ice House in Spicewood, Texas. And Sunday the 22nd, next week, Nate's over in Buta, Texas. And uh, nice place. I like Nate's. Uh, Friday the 27th, Hills of Lakeway, Live Oak uh, up in Austin. And then uh, going into June, Thursday the 2nd, Roadhouse uh, in Page, Texas. Friday the 3rd, Off the Clock Bar, New Braunfels. And Saturday the 4th, uh, Rustin Cattle in uh ennis texas uh and i'll just stop here sunday the 5th you're back at nates in buta texas Mm -hmm. so you've got a full you know you've got a full schedule 
Yeah, I yeah. play. Um, I generally play somewhere around fifteen shows a month. Um, uh, generally, and that's a lot. I mean, you know, when you on the road, yeah, that's yeah. a big thing. You know, you're not just in one spot here. You gotta okay. like to drive to do this job sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I do like. I, I enjoy driving, so it works out all right for me. It's okay. I I do too. Yeah. And I enjoy getting out on the road. It's it's peaceful for me, mm-hmm. especially if I can get the the long runs. I don't yeah. like it. No, I don't like the uh, uh, drive down to San Antonio during rush hour. Okay, oh, no, sure. you know. But, I like driving. Uh, I don't like sitting. Yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> story there. So, uh, um, uh, so when you're out on on the road, um, you know it, it's you're getting back late. Mm-hmm. You know it's hard on the body too. Yeah, it can be, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Todd and I, my dog, uh, me and Todd went up to uh, Stephenville um, on Friday night and um, drove up there and then drove back. And, uh, man, we drove through a monumentous storm um, from Stephenville all the way to Leia Passes after I left. It was <laughs> That was one of those moments for sure where I was like, should I really be out on the road all the time? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, uh, you know, this that was that big one. My, blowing my van around like a sail. You yeah. Know? <laughs> that was that big one that was north of us. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. But, uh, well, at least the van didn't tip over. Anymore. No, yeah. Luckily, luckily, the van didn't tip over. <laughs> and <laughs> my, happened yet. <laughs> my daughter up in uh, South Dakota was uh, sending me pictures uh, from this week. They had a derecho that came through there. Oh, wow. And it was just a solid black wall. And uh, it was <laughs> flipping semis on their sides on the freeway. Yeah, I mean, see. you know, that's that's some powerful stuff, you know. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's something. That's uh, that's Mother Nature right there, uh, you know. That's a, well, and, and and that's kind of the thing moment. is that we have these nice calm like this, you know, where it's hot and oh man, we want to break, and then it all just rips in mm. on us, you know. We either have you know, it's Texas, you know, we either have a storm, you know, we have the winds, we have a tornado, we have, you know, just flooding, you know, it's all that crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's one of the things about being here in Texas. So. Okay, let's, uh, what was the song that Mary wanted to hear? Oh, you wanted, okay. Uh, this was, uh, this is off my last record. This one's called Hayes County Hilton. It's, uh, it's one of my goofy, funny songs. Um, I like to remind people it's a joke because it's, uh, I did pretty well in 2019. I think it was, uh... It was like the sixth most, sixth most spun or downloaded by radio stations, something song in, uh, in Texas that year. So they did, did all right. Um. When I tried to run over my ex-wife Hell, didn't quite get it But I sure tried, man Them cops just laughed and took me for a ride 
got to the jail, I couldn't ask for more. Gave me a nice spot to lay on the floor. I finally got to sleep for eight hours or more, and I got breakfast in bed. I never had that before. Took me on down so I could see the judge. Said I get to stay here for a couple of months. They wanted pictures of me. You know that made me blush. Thought to myself, man, I'm living it up. And they showed me to the tank, and man, it was cold. Here they got you 24 beds to a room. You know that most hotels you only get two. There's even a guy in here doing tattoos at the Hayes County Hilton. It can't be beat. Hayes County Hilton, man, what a treat. Hayes County Hilton got me wearing a smile. Hayes County Hilton, I'll be here for a while. You can check out books, you know, reading on wine. They're all missing pages, that saves you some time. If you like baloney, man, you'll love the chow. I ain't got to sleep on a cot since back when I was in Scouts. My friend Loco Pete got put on a chain. Say he gets to go to an even bigger place, man, even better than here. They must have it made. Well, maybe I'll get lucky and they'll save me a space. But until then, you know, right here, I sure do. Learning how to fight and make knives out of spoons. They say they're gonna kick me out Friday at noon, but something tells me, hell, I might be back real soon to the Hayes County Hill. It can't be beat, Hayes County Hill. Man, it's sure neat. Hayes County Hilton got me wearing a smile. Hayes County Hilton, I'll be here for a while. Hayes County Hilton, man, nothing is better. Hayes County Hilton got me wearing a sweater. Hayes County Hilton, relax and unload. Hayes County Hilton, out on you. Hayes County Hilton. <laughs> well, I, I was telling the story to some folks the other day about we had, uh, oh, a couple years back, we had this uh, guy throwing rocks through the windows downtown. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Okay, yeah. and so he had uh, uh, been, uh, oh, he came and uh, hit Sean Patrick's first. Mm-hmm. Then he came and hit us. And then he hit somebody else in a big hole through the window. Jesus. And uh, we were uh, luckily we were able to get somebody to, to replace it. They were doing work across the street. I actually got to meet her at a uh, yard sale. Uh, oh, wow. the, the woman that was uh, and her husband that were doing the contract across the street that got it. You know, I love that. And so, um, hey, Kathy, you can come on in. Get out of the heat. Good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, press that button there. I got it. Oh, oh I got, got it. I got another button over yeah, there. Yeah, I got another button. So, yeah, come on in. Have a seat somewhere here. You can find a guy. And um, so, you know, the, the whole reason was that it was December. He knew he was going to go in for uh, a couple months. Mm-hmm. And it was cold. So he was like, you know, I want to get in jail. You know, just, you know, and that was the whole thing. He, you know, he wanted to go in that Hayes County Hilton. I don't know if he'd been to jail before, but it's cold in jail, too. I know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, at least he had meals and everything else. So, yeah, okay. that's true. No, you for know. sure, for sure. You know, but, uh, yeah, it's still cold. Yeah. Um, so, 
you're, uh, where was I headed? So when you're playing these gigs, uh, you know, how much of it is folks that are sitting there talking and how much of it is folks actually listening to you? Um, Because that's a frustrating thing, I think, sometimes. But, you know, you get over it. um, I don't want to... I don't know. I um, I feel like I've gotten to the point where no matter what room I'm in, that's my room. Um, even if people are there to eat, they don't they listen. Yeah, which is really nice. Um, and it's always been that way, and it's not always that way necessarily either. But um, I'd say more often than not, um, people are paying attention to what I'm doing um, these days, which is really nice. Um, cause yeah, I mean, I've definitely played shows before too, where people are, um, chit chatting and distracted and, um, you know, but I mean, um, I don't know. There's, I try to, these days I try to kind of think about things in terms of, you know, there's what is and there's what should be. And I can't do a whole lot about what should be, but you know, I can deal with what is. And so I just kind of try to, uh, tailor my, my set to the room I'm in try to draw people in you know um that's something i can i can control is um is the manner in which i i try to uh, attract the ears of those in the room you know no matter what they're they're there for you know Cause they're not always there to see me you know a lot of times they're there just to drunk get drunk and wild and you yeah. know and that's fine too i've done plenty of getting drunk and wild at bars so <laughs> uh you know uh but you know, I can generally try to try to get them. Um, try to engage them. Try to yeah, try to get them. You know, I can generally uh, you know kind of try to read the room and play uh, in a manner in which that'll attract the people in it and attract the attention of those individuals. And and um, I feel like I've gotten pretty good out of that over the years, if I say so myself. Well, uh, you got the gigs to prove it. Which I mean, is nice, you know, yeah. you know, you're um, you're all over the place. And I kind of, I kind of actually enjoy the challenge sometimes. If I go in a room and I'm like, Man, these people are, you know, these people are like, oh, someone's here to play music, and I'm like, I'm gonna change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, let's get a couple more in here. We got just sure. a few more minutes, um, and uh, let's squeeze a couple more songs in here real quick. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm glad to come in and talk the stories, and uh, you know. Uh, uh, and uh, like I said, it was fun to to hear Steve earlier talk about uh, you know your yeah. uh, you know helping him out and Steve's you know good and, people man I like Steve well, a lot I've known him a long time you're good people if you're doing that for helping people so that's uh, that's always good. Um, all right, this is a song called Porch Light. This is um this is about a small town adult relationship and by I mean that I just mean like when people are in their 30s it's not like the when you know the starry-eyed you know uh romanticism of youth maybe fades a little bit and I think it's kind of more of a story about the way how the way a lot of relationships really work out in some ways uh, in small towns especially maybe but
She tends bar in town most nights Round twelve she shuts it down And when she shuts out the lights Sometimes she come by the house Smell the cattle and broken dreams On the wind and the coyote she been hurt by a couple weak men She don't trust nobody now Sometimes when the nights get lonely She needs someone to hold her One ain't no number Nobody wants to feel alone I left the back door unlocked in the front porch light on Well it's nearly 2 a.m. And I guess that she went home Sometimes I get her call And sometimes it's all I want and I know that she ain't mine But it sure feels like I'm hers She got me up looking at the clock And running to her when she's at my door Sometimes it feels like I'm being used Maybe that's the best that we can do One ain't no number Nobody wanna feel alone I leave the back door unlocked Get in the front porch light on Maybe someday she'll want more Maybe someday she'll get town well, But right now she's in my arms Yeah, there's nothing that I'm worried about One ain't no number Nobody wanna feel alone I'll leave the back door unlocked In the front porch light on One ain't no number Nobody wanna feel alone I'll leave the back door unlocked In all right, Troy Stone here in the studio with us. Um, I got about three minutes. You want to try to squeeze in one more? Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, get the most out of you while you're in here. Sure. Okay, thanks so much for having me. Um, it's nice to have a gig so close today, too. There you go. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> All right, so 
this is one of my uh, this is a pretty sad song but it's uh, I think it's maybe maybe my best song um. Someone's going to jail tonight It used to be my nature Back when all the nights were drunk And days were high and lazy to be young The years are flying by me like the river to the ocean Living broke and trying to sort the order from commotion Finally tore your old house down I'm almost two years old I wish you could see me now I'm finally doing fine You're still who I think about When I recall old times And it's been a long while now But I still see you clear one day I'll shake your hand again, but until then, I still feel you here. They say energy's constrained by the laws of conservation, so how's the way you make me feel still part of my equation? And I know time travel is real Hell, I wonder where whole days went Very often We'll explore the universe And end up back here again Make a way through stars and space And time to 2010 Drink a beer and smile with you Feel right for a moment once more I wish you could see me now I'm finally doing fine You're still who I think about When I recall old times And it's been a long while now But I still see you clear One day I'll shake your hand again And until then I still feel you Drive way out there to West Texas Some other place where you and I Had no associations Get the strife out from my life And be grateful for duration Yeah, there's red and blues Flashing through the window of my trailer It ain't me this time But I still Probably waste away here Think about all of the lives That you would be changing
Troy Stone, thank you for coming in on Revolving Door today. And, Thanks for uh, having me. Uh, glad to have you with us. Folks, stay tuned. We've got uh, Kathy, uh, Laura, and my co-host uh, for the second half of the show is going to be on today. And we have a uh, special guest, Leanne Calderon, uh, who is a uh, uh, fighter. And uh, we're going to be talking about the local fight scene here and, cool. and uh, stuff. So, Troy, thank you. And, thank you. Uh, well, revolving door. All right. Get your San Marcos sports news with On the Record Sports. Join hosts Drew King, Deshaun Hartley, and Jude McLaren every Thursday at 5 p.m. right here on KZSM.org. On the Record Sports is presented by the San Marcos Daily Record. Do you love listening to great music? Are you interested in topics that can blow your mind? Do you like having a good time when listening to the radio? If so, then listen to Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 till noon. Into the Gray is a public interest radio program we can all enjoy. That's Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 a.m. until noon on kzsm.org in San Marcos, Texas. This is Free Thought Radio with co-hosts Dan Barker and Annie Laurie Gaylor. Irreverent views, news, music, and interview. Tune in Mondays, 11 a.m. to hear Free Thought Radio right here on KZSM.org, your true community radio station. Free Thought Radio is underwritten locally by the Hill Country Freethinkers. 35 days and a long hey, Steve, what are you doing Thursday? Talking about the third Thursday of the month? Yes, but when I've got that, what's going on in the alley? Kissing Alley? The Kissing Alley concert from KZSM.org. Oh, that's the third Thursday that's coming up? Who's playing this? band called Selfless Lovers. Oh, that's who we're listening to right now, yes? song called 35 Days. 35 Days, which is more than we have to wait to go see them Thursday. Third Thursday at the Kissing Alley? That's Thursday the 19th of May. Yes, starting at? 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Open to all free, open to the public. Come on out this Thursday to the Kissing Alley, and uh, we are here on the second half of the show. And uh, Spanish stories, but we've got a new name coming up here. And uh, Kathy, good to have you back in the studio. And uh, uh, I'm going to let you run with it. You've got everything laid out here pretty much. So. Well, thank you for having me, and it's good to be back. And um I guess last week's show we had Richard Anzandula here, and of course he was here to talk to us about his event that was going to be happening over at the courthouse. The Menudo Cookoff. The Menudo Cookoff, and it was I got to say a smashing success. Uh, had a lot, heard a lot of really great things about the the competitions, and uh, had a, a tremendous. I heard they crowd. ran out of Menudo. Well, probably so. I you know they had a great crowd. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that having been said, it was it was a very hot day, muy caliente el día. But uh, anyway, I'd like to announce a couple of the winners uh, for that day. And so we'll start off with the Little Miss. And in first place, we had uh, Michaela Santoy. Second place was Megan Cohen. And in third place, we had Abigail Gonzalez. And two of the little girls that uh, won the first place winner and the third place winner have roots here in San Marcos. Uh, Michaela's grandmother's Mary Alice Garcia over in my old stomping grounds of Victory Gardens. 
And uh, third place, Abigail Gonzalez is the great granddaughter of Gregorio and Luz Garcia over in Barrio del Pescao. So, Ms. Garcia, I le mando un abrazo. And moving on to, of course, a category that everybody wants to know are the winners of the Menudo uh, contest. And in first place, we have Michael Hernandez with his No Mas Ponle Menudo. And I don't think anybody um, is surprised that, that Michael won. He is a winner in Menudo uh, cook-off contest throughout San Marcos and throughout the state. Wow. So he's very well known for his Menudo. Second place was Cindy Garcia Hernandez, that's Mike's wife, with her No Mas Ponle Menudo team number two. In third place was Lisa Villarreal with her Juana Gallo Menudo. Fourth place, Chris Medina, Cooking Cowboys Menudo. Fifth place, Elisa Mireles. Sixth place, Jaime Cervantes with his Mas y Mas Menudo, representing Westover <laughs> over on Belvin Street. Go Jaime. Seventh place was Henry Espinosa Jr. with his Mas y Mas Menudo, team number two. Eighth place was Mi Madre Menudo. Ninth was Salvador Vasquez and Viviana's Menudo. And rounding up at number 10 was Diane Villarreal and her Los Compadres Menudo. In the Michelada winners, first place went to Maddie Orrutia. Second was Ginny Devane. And third place was Jeremy Castillo. In the Borracho Beans category was Eric Sanchez. Second place was Cindy Garcia. And third place was Jesse Ruiz. In the Carne Guisada category was Joe Castillo, first place winner. Second place went to Jesse Ruiz. And third place went to Michelle Brown. The be best booth winner was Los Compadres. And Huawei's Big Burrito Challenge went to Noah Belcher. He, he was able to eat that whole thing? Well, you know, I don't know if he did, but, man, yeah. that, that's a massive burrito. I know. That's why I was wondering on that. Jeez. Yeah, so congratulations to all the winners, and we want to congratulate Richard Anzandula for his showing uh, on that Saturday. Yeah, for well putting, done, Richard. putting it all together. And, you know, as we've talked about, uh, you know, the first Menudo uh, cook-offs were here in early 70s uh, yes. in San Marcos. And, you know, in the last few years, we have lost a lot of our uh, Chile Olympiad, the Menudo cook-offs. Mm -hmm. A lot of these things have kind of died off. And I'm really glad to see that uh, push to get these things back on uh, on the map, it's good to see the yeah. traditions coming back. And so, you know, we're all about traditions here, so that that's good. And uh, I'd also like to note the passing of Celestino Mendes Jr. Uh, Mr. Mendes was active in our local politics, and in a few weeks we hope to have someone from the American GR Forum here on the show, and we can discuss the founding of the American GR Forum and Mr. Mendes' involvement in that organization and in our city politics. So we have a, a lot of things to look forward to. And that'll be an interesting conversation, because if you don't know about the American GI Forum and what they did to change the political landscape and the rights of Hispanics. Yeah, they were, they were very instrumental in the oh, civil yeah. rights movement. So um, getting those things out of the way, I think we let's let's get on to the show. huh? So we'd like to welcome uh, Leanne Calderon to our show. Welcome, Leanne. Hi, how are y'all? <laughs> well, we're glad to have you. And so, of course, uh, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things, boxing. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, so tell me, are it's you? It's a passion there. Oh, just I'm a little bit. <laughs> are you born and raised here in San Marcos? Born and raised, born San Marcos, Texas. Wow, home mm-hmm. hometown girl, huh? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Local. Local. So, um, the neighborhood that you grew up in was what was the name of the neighborhood? Um, it was off of Sturgeon Street, so it was over there by oh, oh, okay. Allen oh. and the Walmart area. Yeah, yeah that's where I grew. Blanco up. Gardens. Yes. There you go. Yeah, Blanco mm-hmm. Gardens, yeah. So have you seen the neighborhood change much since you were little? Definitely. Um, there's been more development, yeah. and it's a lot cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> so are you okay with all the development that has gone in there? What are your, what are your thoughts about the development in your area? By, by my home, uh-huh. it, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. It was really, really run down when I was younger, but, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's... It's come out really nice. Yeah, I think Sturgeon Street was one of the last streets to be developed, yes. right? So there was a lot of empty fields. Especially with with the flood hit. Yeah. It was it was really bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 2015, yes. Memorial Day. Yes. You know, we're coming really up on bad. seven years. And, uh, you know, they're they're actually saying that we've got rain coming oh. uh, at the end of the month here. Oh, so, no. uh, you know, I, I, I always tell everybody that, that, you know, that was the same way it was back in 2015 was we were hot and then it hit. Yep. Yeah. Well, we always need the rain, but we don't need it in the amount that it comes down in. <laughs> the deluge. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your neighborhood. What's your best childhood memory living in your neighborhood? Well, I, I mean, my neighborhood, we really didn't go out much in the streets. <laughs> um, we actually lived on a cul- It was a cul-de-sac, cul-de-sac, and now it's not anymore. But um, we grew up in my grandfather's home mm-hmm. a lot off of Field Street. And um, we used to go around, you know, all the cousins would meet up there. So that was always fun. We were always playing Always playing football, street football, tag football, any sport that you could think of. We were always outside playing. So typical Hispanic family. Yes, you go out and yes. have fun with your cousins mm-hmm. and enjoy enjoy your evening with, with sports and leisure. Oh, yes. And it was a male-dominant family. We, there was very few females, and I, I loved it. Well, that, that expl- that <laughs> it explains a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, type of music that was listening, I know you said you were at... Um, spent a lot of time at your grandfather's house so mm-hmm. I, i'm going just to assume that you there was a lot of spanish music played in the home oh yes or? ma'am mm-hmm. that and a lot of uh soul you know the commodores and earth wind and fire mm-hmm. and you know i love you know my mom loved whitney houston and tony braxton and mariah carey and all you know so many different types of music so i think mm-hmm. that you know we, we talked about that too how when uh you leave one generation and the next generation comes up how things change right. so right. uh being in america how we are lucky as uh, spanish-speaking people to be able to listen to the hispanic music and Right. And also to the uh, English uh, songs that are put out there. So I think we're oh, yeah. really lucky. Definitely. To have a little bit of both. I love our generation of music. I, I, you know. Well, the soul has uh, uh, the soul music, the dance, the you know you you, you can crisscross. Yeah. You know, oh, yes. with the uh, Hispanic music on a lot of that. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, you do some baile, and you know, just <laughs> you know, you go from one to the other. So. Oh, right. So um, in your home was. The predominant language, was it Spanish or English? English? English, definitely English. The only time they tried to use Spanish was when they were trying to hide, like, Christmas gifts or something like that from us. <laughs> like, they didn't want us to know it was code. And uh, in your grandfather's home, predominantly Spanish or yes. English? Yes, no, a predom- Spanish. yeah, predominantly yeah. Spanish. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to speak Spanish? I know very little. Yeah. When I speak it, I sound like I know what I'm saying, but I really, <laughs> I do, really don't. But do you understand Spanish? Do you understand, but can't speak, or? Um, it's it's both. both. Like I, I I understand and speak very little, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Well, I think we find that common too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Once you get to the third generation, so. The, it's it's all mainly English. 
um, high school. Talk mm -hmm. to me about your high school experience. Did, did, did you have a good experience in high school? Oh, yeah. Um, I actually ended up being most athletic, voted most athletic um, in my senior year. But I played softball mainly in high school. I played almost every other sport except for soccer. But in high school, it was strictly softball. So did you start playing sports at an early age? or mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, ma'am. I started playing softball when I was five. Wow. And I went all the way um, to my collegiate years. So, so mm -hmm. where did you go to college at? I went to Concordia University. Concordia. Yeah, I did not finish, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I played okay. for a little bit. <laughs> there, there's always time to go back. That's one Definitely. thing that I, that I tell people. You can start. You may not finish, but there's always that chance and that opportunity to go back. Go mm -hmm. back. Yes, ma'am. So you got, you're a youngster. You got plenty <laughs> of time. So um, I heard you say earlier, and I did not know this, but you said that uh, you all did so you said you did MMA mm -hmm. and you bodybuilding bodybuilding yes, yes I did not know that uh -huh. so tell me a little bit about that so I did bodybuilding for maybe three years um, when I actually got on stage uh -huh. to, to perform but that is a whole different type of conditioning than than boxing you know I mean you you have to keep muscle and lose you know all the fat and water weight to get on stage and perform but it's, and, you know, you have to be in skimpy outfits and tan and heels. And I'm not a heels kind of person. <laughs> so that was that was a struggle in itself. But it, it was very challenging, especially um, to the mind, because, you know, you want to eat what you want to eat. You know, you, yeah. you, you just natural. <laughs> but so I'm, I'm kind of caught off guard because I, I didn't prepare in that mm -hmm. uh, for that. But I just found that fascinating. So. When you talk about eating, so what type of foods can you eat? Or are you just mainly on protein shakes? Or well, you want to make sure that you keep enough muscle mass, especially because I was competing in the fig in the figure division, mm -hmm. and you want to keep a much uh, a, enough muscle mass on you. And with my body and the way that it worked, I had to eat less carbs mm -hmm. and only maintain fats and protein to keep that. Mm -hmm. And you know, your body needs to run off of carbs mm -hmm. to be able to think and you know, as energy, and it's mm -hmm. it's very struggling, especially the last you know few weeks. Um, entry fees are are they pretty expensive? Is it a, a fairly expensive sport to be? I part don't. Of, yes, or? it is. I don't know what the entry fees are like now, but back then they were they were a little pricey, and you know, it's a lot of work that you put in the meals, the tanning that goes into it the um, outfits that you have to wear, the shoes, the hair, the makeup, all of it is expensive, right? Are outfits regulated? Uh, do you have to buy them, you know, at a certain place? Do, do they regulate where you can purchase in the um, bodybuilding world? No, but judges mainly look at how it fits on the body. Mm -hmm. So you have to be particular with who's making it, you know. If you want to make sure that they know what they're doing, and mm -hmm. so that way you're not going to look, weird to judges or you know they don't like it or something's out of place did you enjoy that type of competition did, did you i enjoyed you? my hard work paying off at the end um <laughs> that was the good part you know the way that you look it's, uh -huh. it's it's rewarding to see what your mind can be pushed through and how your body can look you know it, it's it, it's amazing what you can do wow well that that's I, like I said, that was something that I did not know, and I'm mm -hmm. glad we were able to have that that discussion. Yes, yes. But um, I know that um, you competed in uh, MMA, mm -hmm. and tell us what MMA is for those that may not know what it stands for yeah. and what all it entails. MMA is mixed martial arts, and it is another grueling process. 
Um, it's full body contact sport. You have to learn many different um, martial arts in order to be prepared to fight. You know, you, you don't know what your opponent has in their arsenal, what they're going to use. So you have to be ready for everything. Striking, um, kickboxing, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling. You have to have it all. You have to have stamina, conditioning, everything. <laughs> so was there one move, particular move that somebody would do that would always catch you off guard or, I mean, so like, you know, boxing or right. if somebody did a, a, a maneuver in jiu-jitsu. What, so was there one move in particular that you always kind of found yourself taken aback by? Or? Well, my first fight, my first MMA fight, I wasn't very strong on the ground. <laughs> so I didn't do so well on my first fight. Um, and it made me want to learn jiu-jitsu obviously because I didn't know ground game but once I started developing and getting a lot better at it 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 just became a passion I'm a blue belt in jiu-jitsu and I love it I absolutely love it it sounds weird but it's fun to choke someone out (laughs) (laughs) it's a very fun that and Muay Thai the knee strikes and the elbows well, you know, they say honesty is always the best policy. Right. <laughs> well, each of the uh, arts, they, they have different things. You know, it's yes. like you've got Taekwondo, you know, yes. which is Korean. You've got, you know, all these different, and they each focus different ways, you, yeah. you know. And, and that's what you're talking about is Correct. learning these different styles. They're yep. not the same. You nope. know, there's a big difference between those. Yep. And then you just intertwine it to make your own style, and you got to be prepared for anything in, in the ring. In the cage. So in the how cage, in the yeah. cage? How many how many uh, matches did you have? I guess is, that's the proper term. Matches did you fight in MMA? Yes, ma'am. I had three. Three. Mm-hmm. My first one I lost. My second one I won by first round knockout in 19 seconds. Uh-huh. Wow. And my third one I won unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. So all amateur. All amateur. Mm-hmm. Yes, so you never got into the pro part of it. No. Just all amateur. Um, what made you decide to switch gears from? MMA. Well, there was kind of a huge break. I, I got pregnant with my daughter, uh-huh. and I had her during COVID. And that whole time, you know, we were everyone's in lockdown, yeah. and you don't want to go anywhere, do anything. So it, it it hit home, and I was able to stay active with her. I ran a lot when mm-hmm. I was pregnant, and that's probably why she runs around like crazy now. But um, I ran a lot. I stayed, stayed conditioned, and I wanted my striking. I've always loved striking, and I knew that my technique wasn't as sharp as it could be. So I reached out to my coach and I said, hey, this is what I want to do. My boyfriend actually was in boxing himself while I was pregnant. So we would go to the fights and I'm like, you know what? I could really run with this. I could be, I could excel in this. So I said, once I'm done, you know, once my baby's of age, I'm going. <laughs> well, so let me ask this question. Um, as a mom, you know, mm-hmm. I think, and especially as a Hispanic mom, we always kind of think, well, we don't want our daughters to do this, and we have expectations of how we want our daughters right. to live. And so I know that a lot of times I hear from a lot of my friends that their moms would say, oh, in Spanish, no, no se mira bien, or no puedes hacer eso, or no hagas eso. Um, did your mom ever try to discourage you from taking this type of route in sports as, as far as MMA or boxing? No, my mom is my number one supporter. Mm-hmm. She is actually opposite. My dad's the one who didn't want me fighting. Oh. He's like, Mihai, you know, you're, you're a mom. You got two kids. This isn't where, you know, <laughs> this isn't what you should be doing or pursuing. But my mom is like, hey, if this is your dream, go for it. She's the one that helps me with my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I work full time and I train. 
you know, and I have two kids. Mm -hmm. So my mom was, is the one that helps me out the most. And she's like, you know, all for, she goes to almost every fight if she can. Um, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't like me getting hit, but you, you hear her in the background, get her mama, get her. <laughs> so, so I can just imagine your dad, you know, your dad's perspective. I don't want my little right. girl to get hit or, right. to, or to get hurt. Um, is it hard on him to come and watch you? Um, He's it, never been. Really? He's never been. No, but he, he knows his daughter. He knows what she's got, and he knows that, you know, I, I can. It's not necessarily me not getting hit. He just wants me to protect myself. He yeah. knows the long term of what could happen to fighters. He's seen it. You know, I grew up with my father watching all the great fighters. I mean, even Bruce Lee, you know, mm -hmm. mixed martial arts. He's who it started with. Oh. And it's now that he's just like, you know, but I don't want you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I showed you, yes, but I don't want you yeah, to do well, it. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of hard because you, you can see the uh, effect that it'll have if you just get hit by one, right. one all it takes is one bad blow, yes, right, as you know. Definitely. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, I can um, understand his angst, you know, mm -hmm. in, in, in that sense. So um, I guess, how are we doing on time, Rob? You're fine. You're fine. Uh, three more minutes and then let's take a station 90 break. Okay, so you, you kind of said, well, let me ask this, uh, the purses in uh, MMA, were they, were they good? Uh, well, as amateurs, you don't get paid. Ah. So I don't know what their purses yeah. would be like um, in boxing, I mean, in, in, as a professional. In MMA. Right. So you put your money in, and you go and you fight, and all you get is a win, maybe, right. maybe a trophy. Did you, exactly. get, did you get a trophy? No. No, no the, the trophy is with your hand raised. Yeah. <laughs> That's the trophy. Just a win. Huh? Yeah, you get the notch on your belt, like, hey, I got yeah. another win. Yeah. And so you get to be able to add that one to your list. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just builds your, your resume. So uh, in MMA, is there a particular amount of time that you had to fight before you could go up into the next stage in, in the pros? Yes. Yeah, so amateurs were three three-minute rounds. Uh-huh. And boxing, it's completely different. There are three one-minute rounds. Right. So, but in difference. order to transition from the MMA mm -hmm. uh, to being a, a professional, yeah, being a professional. Yes. Was my question. Um, sometimes there are three three-minute rounds, and sometimes there are five mm -hmm. three-minute rounds or five five-minute mm -hmm. rounds, depending on how high you are as as a professional. Okay. So, but there wasn't. There isn't. Um, I guess my question is, if you're if you're fighting uh, as an amateur and you want to go into the professional mm -hmm. ranks uh what are the qual qualifications that you have to have i guess that's the question but you just decide i'm gonna right. sign up and fight professional yes ma'am okay. mm -hmm. you and your coaches just decide hey it's time to move up ranks and let's see what we can do, can do. if you want to start getting paid you know then we move up okay see so i learned something today <laughs> I, I i don't have a lot of knowledge in the mma and so yeah i, I learned something today um i guess we'll go ahead and get into the boxing so we kind of got a little uh, idea earlier. I'll tell you what, let's okay. let's take that break, and then we'll come back. That's a good transition okay. point, Perfect. okay? So we'll be right back with you. This is uh, KCSM. Uh, this is Hispanic Stories and uh, Past, Future, and Present. And uh, talking with uh, uh, today, Leanne uh, Calderon, and uh, with uh, Kathy Laura, who's doing the interviewing today. And uh, we'll be right back with you. KCSM.org, True Community Radio. Anybody out there interested in chess? Join us at the San Marcos Local Chess Club. We get together every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the San Marcos Public Library. All levels are welcomed. Everybody is welcomed. 
all ages are welcome. It's a really chilled environment just to enjoy and play some chess all together. We at KZSM are grateful for the support and acceptance we have received from our community and beyond. Our staff and volunteers, who are your friends, neighbors, and co-workers, strive to bring you original, locally produced programming that is relevant and reflects the diversity and color that makes us San Marcos. We understand that these are difficult financial times for everyone. Asking for donations to support community radio at this time seems like a lot. However, there are still ways you can help. Because the pandemic has forced many folks to quarantine at home, shopping online has become one way to avoid contact with others and to maintain social distancing. With this in mind, KZSM is now a partner with the Amazon Smile Foundation. You can now do your shopping online and donate to a good cause at the same time. The Amazon Smile Foundation will donate a portion of the purchase price from your eligible Amazon Smile purchases. If you already have the Amazon Shopping app, Simply go to the settings for that app on your device and activate Amazon Smile. Then, select San Marcos, Texas Community Radio Association from the list of charitable organizations listed there. Or, go to smile.amazon.com on your web browser. Remember to add a bookmark to the page to make it even easier when you need to return and start shopping again. When using the app, always check for the Amazon Smile logo to ensure that it's been activated. We thank you for supporting KZSM and thank you also for allowing us to serve you as your true community radio station in San Marcos, Texas. And that means we're back with you here in the studio, kzsm.org. And uh, during the uh, break here, uh, we uh, found out another little tidbit uh, uh, Lynn, you're talking about uh, your grandfather. Yes, sir. My grandfather, Prudencio Calderon. He actually used to be one of the winners for many years in the Menudo contest. And so you have some memories of that growing up. And uh... His Menudo is the best I have ever, ever, ever tasted. Mm-hmm. And anyone who has ever had it would probably tell you the same. <laughs> and he made it just the right spice. <laughs> and it's funny because I didn't know you said that. And I was like, pretty Calderon. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God, I, I never uh-huh. made the connection. Right. So, wow, look yep. at that. Pretty Calderon is my first cousin. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. So, going back, Kathy did a little bit of research here. 1975, uh, we've got the Boxing Club was started at the Southside Center. Okay, so the Southside Center is still with us and mm-hmm. still actively part. But, you know, you had all of these uh, different people. Uh, a, uh, uh, Yes, yeah, so so the year was 1973, and the, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. at 73 we talked about that. Yeah. I thought that I should have made that, but 73, okay. And so the sponsors over at Southside uh, for the boxing team uh, were Joe Martinez, and uh, a lot of people will probably recognize this name, David Ivarra, and both of those gentlemen were uh, past Golden Gloves winners. And also, um, I was told that uh, Mr. Jerry Flores was also involved in that. And people in San Marcos may know him by his nickname. He was called Toto here in San Marcos. <laughs> and he grew up over there in the Victory Gardens uh, area. 
So, yeah, but you mentioned just as uh, in our break that, uh, is it one of your uncles is also? Yes, so uh, Prudy Calderon, his dad, Uh Reyes Calderon, which is my uncle, he was a Golden Gloves champ. Mm -hmm. So what, what, do you have an idea what year? I don't know, not not off the top of my head. But did he go on to fight professionally or amateur? No, I I think he stayed amateur. Um, I don't believe he he made it into the professional ranks, but... um, He's, he's definitely got heavy, heavy hands. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you almost have to have them in order to win a Golden right? Gloves, that's oh, for yeah. sure. So let's let's talk about about now um, your uh, career in boxing. So you had mentioned that you had done a lot of um, running during your pregnancy. Yes. And so at that point, you made the decision to go into the boxing uh, field, right? Right. Well, I also had the intent to, to still do mixed martial arts, um, but I wanted to start with my striking. I wanted to sharpen it up, and I ended up sticking just with boxing. boxing. <laughs> yeah, it, it took me. So did you did you find the transition from MMA to boxing difficult? It was. It was a little harder than I had expected. I thought it was going to be easier, but the technique version mm-hmm. is you know, being technical boxer is a lot, a lot of focus and a lot of training. Um, I, my coach, uh, Pete Arciniega, he, I got with him about a year ago. So I've only been boxing for a year. Um, and you know, when I first met him, he's like, you know, we got to adjust this and do that. And, you know, he started tweaking my footwork and my hand speed and, you know, different techniques. And I was just amazed, you know, I started thinking about all the professional boxers that I grew up watching. And I'm like, all right, this is the real deal, you know. He knows what he's talking about, and he's going to get me where I need to be, so. So um, do you have um, any reservations? You know, uh, there are a lot of the girls that are out there in boxing are a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have any reservations about your age? Or I, And I know because of uh, the technology that we have now as far as the medical field, right. um, boxers now, we see them um, aging out. Uh, out of boxing at, at a later age. Oh, yeah. So do you have any reservations about? No, I, I really don't. In the beginning, I still think I'm 26, you know. <laughs> I still <laughs> feel like, matter, yeah, right? I'm like, hey, I, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter what age you are. I think I can go. My body says I can do it. <laughs> and, of course, you know, the next day I'm sore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel like you can do whatever your mind tells you you can. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like right now I haven't had as many boxing matches as all these other young females are they've been in boxing for a long time they've taken a lot of hits and they've you know they've seen there's you know pros and cons to it and I'm not punch drunk is what they call it Mm -hmm. um I still feel like my my boxing is it'll it'll take me where I need to go you know I don't have I don't have reservations about my age Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm curious about this because of the MMA uh, in that sport. You can use a lot of different techniques. Right. In boxing, do you ever? I mean, do you ever like I'm gonna kick? Right. Here? No. No. So I, the first time I sparred in boxing, my yeah. my uh, um, my teammate, she thought I was gonna throw a kick at yeah. her because she's like, I was really worried. I was, you know, you're gonna throw a kick, but I, I've never. I've always been able to control it, you know, and, and I've never thrown a kick or anything, taken anyone down or 
throwing an elbow or nothing. I know. <laughs> nothing I, off of I would think reaction. Be, I think it would be hard because I think, you know, it's like you say, you have right. those reactions that just come. And so I was just curious, have you, have you ever <laughs> thought about or wanted no. to and you just catch yourself? Uh-uh. Not at all? Nope. I've never thought about it. Never accidentally slipped. Nothing. No, it's yeah. weird. But, but that's good. <laughs> Control. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because I, I think I would have the urge to, to do something like that. Um, tell us a little bit about your first boxing match. So my first boxing match, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I, I really, I really didn't know what to expect. But I fought a really a taller girl. Mm-hmm. She was very tall for our weight class. But you know, I was kind of disappointed. We were in her hometown, and you know, when they say when you're in the, their hometown and you mm-hmm. don't get a knockout or a stoppage or something like that, then then it's kind of hard to persuade the judges. And unfortunately, that's what happened. But I, I felt like I did really well, and everything has just been climbing ever since mm-hmm. then. So my skill and technique has just been getting better and better, which. So, so now you fight at, at the professional level. level. Did you mm-hmm. fight uh, as an amateur? Yes, I okay. fought four, I think it was four, four matches. Um, I won two, lost two, and uh-huh. then I switched to professional. Wow. <laughs> that, that was fast. Yes. <laughs> Very fast. And this is all within a year. Yeah. Um, and then my my pro debut, <laughs> I fought um, a veteran. She, that fight was her eighth professional fight. Mm-hmm. And her record was a little bit, you know, even. But still, you know, to fight someone who's been a professional for, for several years. Mm-hmm. And that fight ended in a draw. Oh, wow. So it yeah, was, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It was that's really, good. Yeah. yeah. And we went from being an amateur fighter doing three one-minute rounds to being a professional fighter doing four two-minute rounds. Mm. So. A lot more grueling. Oh, yes. I mean, and that minute, does it really drag on? I mean, you know, that extra minute, do you you really sense it? I feel like it drags on more in um, sparring, but when you're in in the actual fight, it's all tunnel vision, and it's just go, go, go. The adrenaline is there, yeah. Exactly. The adrenaline hits, and you're just... Full speed till you hear the bell, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, whoa, that so, was quick." <laughs> you mentioned your your boxing coach, right? Mm-hmm. So you fight out of his stable. Yes, ma'am. And where's, where's his uh, boxing club at? It's in Lockhart, Texas, and it's called Arseniega Boxing Outreach Ministry. It's a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of professional boxers coming out of that gym, mm-hmm. and they're just now starting to hear more about about him in the gym, and it's it's. It's a wonderful place. It's a beautiful steeple, and there's a lot of young children as well. And you've been him, with him for a year already. Is yes, that ma'am. Correct? Mm-hmm. For and that's years. interesting down in Lockhart, mm-hmm. you know, and that, uh, you know, uh, especially you know from Caldwell County and the surrounding areas, mm-hmm. you know, that we we still have uh, a lot of the boxing in the, uh, you know, in this in the culture, you right? Know, that, and right now, a lot of the fighters they hear or see about are from San Antonio Mm -hmm. and we're here to let people know like, Hey, you know, there's still some down this direction, you know, in in Lockhart and Austin, you know, there's more developing, even especially here in San Marcos, Mm -hmm. we have fighters coming from San Antonio just to train with coach Pete Mm -hmm. fighters from, you know, North Austin just to train with coach Mm -hmm. Pete. So it's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see how, how this, you know, grows. Yeah, and, and it's funny that you say that because I know from listening to a lot of the stories that I was told uh, back in the 50s and the 60s, it seemed like San Antonio had a very strong boxing community. Correct. And even into the 70s with the, the Ayala's out in there who mm-hmm. put boxing on, on, on a big map for San Antonio. But Corpus Christi and Laredo had right. really, really uh, large, good boxing uh, clubs there. And um, 
Some of that has died down a little bit, but I see where the uh, interest in boxing is coming back up. Oh, yes. So a lot of young people are, are picking up the sport again. And I know uh, Austin at one time had, well, of course, I had a champion over there in Pete Gill. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, at that time, there was a, a good boxing stable over there in Austin. Right. So And then Ann Wolf out of Austin. Austin. And then we had Brenda Bell here in San Marcos. Yeah, I did. I, I, yeah, you were going to yeah. talk about Brenda. Yeah, I said I want to give Brenda Bell a shout out because she's a, a childhood friend of mine. Oh, and nice. And so uh, we followed her career and uh, she was uh, Brenda the Tiger Lady Bell. Oh yeah. And then of course you know that we had the Trejo brothers here. Oh right. Uh, Mike Trejo. Mike the Night, the Night Train, Train and yeah. Raymond and Ray and so right. you know San Marcos has has a good boxing history too so. I actually grew up watching them fight like at Strayham Coliseum. Mm -hmm. My dad would take us to go mm -hmm. watch them and I remember watching Brenda Bell yeah. <laughs> knock them around. Well, and <laughs> Brenda you know on her credit is doing um, uh, over at the uh, uh, Dunbar, uh, she does uh, regular uh, uh, with uh, tai straight Chi. Tai yeah. Chi and, and at the Price Center. Yeah, yeah. And, awesome. And, with, and I, I love that when people come back and get and stay involved with the community. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so, let's talk about your next fight because you you have a fight coming up. Yes, ma'am. May twenty eighth. San Antonio, Texas, at the Freeman Coliseum. Mm -hmm. And who's your opponent for, for that fight? Her name is Devaney Cuevas Torres. Uh -huh. Yeah. And is she, where does she, is she out of San Antonio? Yes, ma'am. She's out of San Antonio, and this is her professional debut. So this is going to be her first fight. Yes. Yeah. But she is the hometown girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, hey. Yeah. I'm sure you'll have a lot of people. I don't mind being the underdog. Yeah. My last fight, she was also from San Antonio, so, uh -huh. you know. Yeah, well, San Antonio, like I said, they they pull out put out a lot of a lot of boxers out out in that area. So, yes, but you know, I'm sure you'll have a, a a great amount of people from San Marcos coming up to see you. I'm so. excited. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we had another article that I that I pulled out, and um, it was on a um, boxing match that happened over at um, the Civic Center, and it was in 1977, and um, I found out that Gary Jobcore had a boxing club. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Gary Jobcore, their uh, boxing coach there was uh, Sam Dudon. And a lot of people will, will recognize Mr. Dudon from San Marcos. Mm -hmm. And um, in 1977, they had a tournament there for some of the boxers to advance to the Golden Gloves. And so I want to um, name some of the fighters. So for the uh, Gary boxing team, there was a gentleman named Charlie Hodge, Donald Ford, Wayne Gordon, and Eddie Jones. Yeah. And for Southside, uh, there was Jerry DeLeon, Albert Salazar, Rudy DeLeon, and Danny Lucio. And for those of us that uh, know Danny, we know that Danny no longer graces us with his presence here, but uh, I'll remember Danny with fondness and a smile because <laughs> he was quite a character. And I also talked to Mike Sosedo from uh, Southwest Towing. Right. And he was telling me that he was also on this team. So oh, wow. I'm finding out a lot about boxing in yeah. the city of San Marcos. That's right. See, that's where this goes fun. You know, is that you, you, you dig in and you keep going and keep going and uh, learn more. So... Um, when is your, I guess, do you have a, a weigh-in coming up for your for your fight? So we do have a weigh-in, but we also have... Um, uh, like a news conference? or Yes, ma'am. And it's, um, I have the information I wanted to share with y'all. It's the official press conference. It's Sunday, May 22nd at 4 p.m. 
It's at the Far West Event Center. That's 2502 Pleasanton Road in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and it's free to the public. Mm -hmm. So this is interesting because it'll be my first. I've never been to a press conference or I've never been in a press conference. So it's yeah. going to be interesting. Um, but then after that, obviously, we have our weigh-ins the following Friday, um, you know, to make weight. And then the fight is that following week. So but, wow. two weeks away. Are, are you excited? I am. Have, are you getting butterflies? Are you nervous? It's weird. I don't really get butterflies. I, I don't really get yeah. nervous. It's just more like... All right, let's go. Time to go and take care yeah. of business. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I think a lot of the time people get nervous if they can't make a weight or if they, you know, don't know what to expect. I'm the type of person that I have to know what time we're meeting, where we're going. You know, I like to know all the information. Yeah. So as long as I'm, I got that, I'm, I'm okay. Um, so I guess, have you ever had any trouble making weight? No. No. no mm -mm. Uh, the last one I was supposed to be at 122, and I actually dropped down lower to uh -huh. 120. Uh -huh. um, and my opponent did not make weight. She mm -hmm. came out two pounds heavier. Um, so she was at two, 124. But you can wave. Is that correct? If, if they're over, can you wave and continue the fight? Or We can wave and continue the fight. However, they pay out of their purse to uh, me for mm -hmm. not making that weight. weight. And mm -hmm. to me, I just, I just, I'm a firm believer as we're professionals. Mm -hmm. We sign a contract. We say we're going to make this weight. Make the weight. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's only right for each opponent. I'm, I don't yeah, like to you play. Yeah, you had to do your part. Right. And, I mean, I, I respect and expect that out of every other opponent. But Well, Kathy, do you want to take a break here? Yeah, let's, let's okay. take a break. Do you want me to go on ahead and uh, play the uh, song that you wanted? Yeah, to? let's play that let's song. Let's do that. And do you want to give everybody a, a setup for the uh, music here that we're going to be playing? Sure. So, um there was a boxer in San Antonio. His name was uh, Santiago Gutierrez. And uh, unfortunately, he, um, someone took his life. And uh, he, he was a, a very well-known professional boxer. And um, a corrido was, mm -hmm. was made in his honor. And so I happened to find that corrido, and you're going to play it. And it talks about um, him losing his life and the gentleman who took his life. So, yeah. All right. And we'll be right back with you. Vida mía, yo quiero decirte que siento en mi corazón pero como no encontré palabras te lo digo en esta canción desde el día que tú eres mía y a mi vida todita has cambiado y ya no siento tristezas ninguna Thank you. 
separarnos y si llama mi nombre primero tú no pienses que ya me has perdido porque yo hay en el cielo te espero back with you here kcsm.org true community radio and uh we have uh leanne calderon and uh kathy hi, hi. laura is um, a co-host here and uh or actually today she's doing more of the hosting she's doing all the <laughs> questions today she had this one all set up and man i love it it makes it easier for me you know <laughs> but uh we're talking about you know all of the the research for this though how she has you know made these connections and talking about the families and you know this is one of those things that is i guess you know that's part of what we do this for you know is that we're now going back and making those connections and talking about those and you know keeping these uh memories alive you know and so um kathy back to you i'm sorry that that's okay i think i i can't close out the show without asking this question because Uh you mentioned you know being a (laughs) boxing fan favorite boxer oh um i have two okay which everyone already knows because if you follow me on facebook (laughs) or instagram you know who my favorite boxers are and that's lomachenko Uh and canelo Canelo. that's right well so tell me about Canelo's last fight were you disappointed not necessarily disappointed um I think I knew even my brothers were like hey are you gonna watch the fight and I'm like you know what? I, I I don't think I'm gonna watch this one um I'm always in his corner I love Canelo but uh I just think he took he he bit off a little bit more than he could chew mm-hmm. for for this going up in weight it's a lot harder going up in weight and fighting you know but he dared to be great and he wanted to be legendary in a different way. And I give him so much respect for doing that. And, you know, hey, he's going back to the drawing board. And he's still the best pound for pound. Like you, we talked yeah. about, uh, he's still the best pound for pound in his weight class. So yeah, he didn't uh, really lose much. Well, no, <laughs> you know, I think you, you read a lot of the articles out there that are a little disparaging. But when you're at the top in, in, in your division, in your field, and there isn't anybody coming up that you can beat, right. you know, what, what is there? What do you do? You challenge do you, yourself. Yeah. He still wanted to challenge himself, which yeah. I find amazing. You yeah. know, why not? Why just settle and be like, you know what, I'll just wait till someone else comes up. And then, no, he, you know, he took the next step and said, I'm going to go up and wait. And I'm going to dare to be great. And I'm going to be the best that I can. And, you know, and unfortunately, he just fought a better Bigger, 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 bigger and better fighter. Yeah. So um, I think you know what's next for him: come back down in weight and continue where he's at. I'm sure he will. Yeah. Or Or probably try to and train a little because you know I think that that was maybe a a bad decision to to not train a little bit further because you know a lengthier camp. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You you probably know that. It's hard to fight at the weight that you're at, but then when you add weight, it's just that much more harder. Right. So the conditioning may not be right. Maybe he didn't have enough time to definitely get your used speed to, yeah. or taking hits from someone that heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely weighs you down. So do you see him trying to stay at that weight, or do you think he'll come down? I think he'll probably come back down. Okay. He'll probably give it a break, come back down for a little bit, and then try it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had that conversation with one of my cousins, and we were talking about that, and he's like, well, 
you know, I, I just really don't know what to think. And I'm like, well, okay, look, you know, what did he really have to lose? He made right. a lot of money along the way. Exactly. And nobody remembers a, a, a broke fighter. You know, no. they when you get to that part right. where you're already at the end of your career. And if you um, leave your career and, and you um, don't have any money, you know, what are the stories that they write about you? They don't remember you anymore as the right. great fighter. I, I remember the Simon were. and Garfunkel song, The Boxer, yeah. you know, comes to mind. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it definitely, you know. You know, they, they, they talk about you and they lament what you used to be and, you know, yeah. what has become of you. Yeah. So, hey, you know what, make all the money along the well, way too. I saw know? a quote that, you know, reminds me of this and it says, scared money doesn't make money. Mm -hmm. So if you're scared and you're not going to try anything then you're not going to make any you of know course, anything else course. but so yeah so kudos to canelo for taking that extra step. he's still my fighter there you go. <laughs> he's still my fighter i'm still in his corner <laughs> so i think as we close out this show um i want to talk about a um something that i saw on the internet and it was talking about and it reminds me of the celebration that we had here last saturday and um, it, it stated that um, on um, St. Patrick's Day that we are all Irish, and then on Cinco de Mayo we're all Mexicans, and when um, Fourth of July came around that they were hoping that everybody would become American again. And so, of course, you know, this is my opinion, but I think that in reading that I really didn't know how to take it, but I think that sometimes we forget that there is a difference from our national identity and the place that we were born in and what makes us American. And then there's our cultural identity. So we can't confuse the two. And for everybody out there that has come to this country and made it the fabric that it is, right. let's continue to um, indulge and share and appreciate each other's cultures. Agreed. And so I think we'll, we'll, we'll shut the show down with that. And I want to say to you, good luck. Thank you so much. Cuídate, cuídate. Yeah. And yes, uh, come home with a win. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you having me. And how do people me. follow you, Leanne? So um, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram. I, it's just my name, Leanne Calderon. Um, yeah. I have, yeah, just that's, Instagram. That's and, all. And I just want. I always like Leanne to Calderon. make sure people know how to follow. Yeah. You know, that's what when you come on. You know, people want to see where you're going and and know Definitely. what's happening. So I appreciate it. Really good. And of course, we'll also do a report. You know, of of the fight oh, and the yeah. match, and we'll let everybody know how we yes. went for you. Yes, yeah. I would so. love that. So thanks for coming on today. I appreciate really y'all having me. And uh, for those of you that uh, got the heavy metal blast at the beginning of the show, my apologies. That went over. We had silence. I forgot to flick a button and. Uh, uh, you got to hear Metal Mark show, which if you do like that music, you can tune in on uh, Thursday night. But uh, sorry about that, folks. But uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. And uh, who do we have next week? Do we have anybody lined up yet? Not yet. So okay. I don't know what we'll have. Uh, it's kind of like we'll, we'll, we'll wing it. We'll wing it. Yeah. No, you're going to find somebody great. I know that. It's, it's always good. So uh, thanks. This has been uh, KZSM. Uh, this is uh, Revolving Door slash uh, Hispanic Stories uh, slash uh, uh, Past, Future, and Present. Uh, we're still kind of, but well, this is our fish show. We're now. working on it. You know, we got to find the right title for the show. Yeah, well, this is our fish show now, you know, and so uh, really good. Kathy, thank you very much. Well, thank you for having me again. Thank you, Leanne. I appreciate yes, it. Thank you all. All right. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. And uh, we've got uh, oh uh, encore show here in just a minute, and then um, 
also uh, coming up. Uh, stay tuned. We've got the new one uh, that is the new radio theater. And uh, that is, and I got to remember, oh, shoot, the name of that thing. I should have had it written down. But it is, uh, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, uh, the, the park and all sorts of weird creatures in this park. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, these guys are crazy. So tune in later on tonight, 9 o'clock, so, uh, for uh, Radio Theater. KZSM.org, True Community Radio.